Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Ask LFC podcast. Good to be with y'all today. My name is Harrison Gilming. I'm the worship arts director here at Lake Forest in Huntersville. And joining me by phone today is... Mike Moses, lead pastor at Lake Forest Huntersville. Harrison, I'm, I'm sitting here in this beautiful retreat center called Quiet Waters. I, I got here first for our retreat, um, so I picked the top bedroom, not the best one. That's for our retreat leader, but the top one. So I'm perched up looking out at Lake Wiley, which I don't even want to go out there. It's so hot. Yeah, uh, yeah. But it'll be a beautiful internal AC retreat. This is an annual thing that I do with me and the three other men in my spiritual direction group. With our spiritual director, uh, we're tending to our own souls before the start of a busy fall season. We'll be here Thursday night through Saturday. That's where I am. Where are you? That is fantastic. I'm just keeping it down here in the green room, just just looking at it. Boring old Gilead Road while you're looking at a lake and all this stuff. I, I just saw a, a, a white work van drive by. It was really exciting. It was great. <laughs> it was, it was awesome. Hey. Hey, everybody, today's podcast is a follow-up from the uh, Flourishing in the Digital Age sermon on Sunday uh, at Lake Forest Huntersville. Uh, I, I think I've got some really fun feedback from a lot of people, and I'm going to tell you the decisions mm-hmm. I made and changes I made on Sunday after church. We're, next week will be part two of Flourishing in a Digital Age digital age <laughs> podcast follow-up. When we're going to really talk to some people who have thought very carefully, especially about being a parent, one parent of preschoolers and little kids and another of teenagers who I think are doing it really well. And I can't wait for that conversation. That's next week. Excellent. Excellent. Well, first, hey, before we get to that, everybody, really quick, we wanted to let you know, you know, by the time we're posting this is a little later in the week. So we'll say that it's as number one, as a preview towards and number two, as just letting you know that we're doing it slash have done it. We're really excited uh, to follow uh, the lead of Lake Forest Westlake. One of the best parts about being in a family of churches is that our other churches uh, come up with some really cool ideas and we get to be like, hey, that sounds awesome. We should do that. Uh, yeah. we're, we're doing that this Sunday. We are inviting all of our uh, all of our school age kids um, to yes, grade school yeah. age. All and our, middle and high, into the worship center. That's right. They're going to circle around the room, and we're just going to get a bring chance to— kids, don't Bring them to the worship center. Check yes. them in. Promotion Sunday. They'll mm-hmm. get to their new room, and they'll be brought in later. Yeah, Kelly and her team are going to bring all the kiddos into the room. So you guys do the normal do the normal stuff. They've actually asked if you could, uh, if you could uh, fight against— the late forest moniker that we get at times. And if you are a, a kid parent to be a little bit on the earlier side to help them out, because in the service, our kiddos are going to get marched into the room and we're going to have an opportunity to uh, pray over our school age kids, to pray over our teachers, to pray over a small gift. We're going to give to every uh, school age student, a tag that's going to go on their backpack as a reminder that God is always with them. So we are yeah. really, really excited just to, uh, just to kind of make that a, a holy moment. The Bible talks a lot about uh, consecrating things. So we're kind of consecrating the school year. Would, would you say, yeah. Mike? Yeah, I think it's a good way to say it. I'm really thrilled that we're doing this. I, I, this little tag just is endearing to me. Uh, and we'll, So we're calling it Blessing of the Backpacks uh, to uh, encourage parents to help your kid attach that tag. 
uh, mm -hmm. after uh, worship to their backpack for the week. Uh, well, for the school year. So, yeah, and middle school, high school students, those post high school uh, teachers, anyone involved in education, we're going to pray for all of you. Looking forward to that. Yes. Um, hey, okay, so someday was this, this, our theme was flourishing in a digital age. Yep. And man, we got into some stuff, um, didn't we? And that, message we did mike i told our band and tech team before service we do a little meeting in front of the stage and go over the plan and i told everyone what the day was going to be about and i said i told them um mike do you remember this was i don't know how long ago now 15 years maybe a little bit more there was a documentary a documentarian named morgan spurlock made called supersize yes. me about eating mcdonald's every day and <laughs> It was like people would tell you at the time, they're like, man, you should watch this. It's so good. It's about how bad McDonald's is. And at the time, I'm like, man, I kind of like my little McChicken and, and getting, getting some fries. And I don't want to watch it. You know, like I don't, yeah. don't yeah. want to get into this. I told our team on Sunday morning at times this particular topic, Mike, especially I think as a parent, is one that it's like, man, you like sometimes – just have to fight the temptation to just stick your fingers in your ears and go, la, 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 la. This is terrifying to think about. But I thought you did a really good job of unpacking it, breaking it down, making it a little bit less scary, giving a couple of handholds. Because it, it, is, it is freaky how much our devices can change yeah. our brains. And thinking about my kids is even more scary. So it, it's a lot. It's heavy. I studied ahead more than for any sermon in a long time for two reasons. Number one, because I'm not, a, I don't have children in my home. I haven't had to, uh, I didn't have the motivation of being up on all of this as a shepherd of my child's heart. Like it's, it's one thing to control. So, uh, um, digital media and screen access in your home for the sake of your child. It, it, I'm, I've been lazier at it for the sake of me. Yep. And so I knew that I was number one, I had a lot to learn if I were going to dare to stand up. And then I realized maybe he was as far back as a month ago, Harrison, that this sermon, I had picked it. I'm going to preach that one, not because I know so much about it, but because I am in desperate need of a new relationship with my phone and my screens hmm. and apps. Yeah. And I need I was I was so I pre-decided. When I preach that sermon, I'm going to go home and apply every – I'm not going to do it ahead of time yep. because I don't want to be tempted to act like I've had this together because hmm. I'm the opposite of having it together. And I was on, clear about that in the sermon. Yep. Um, but I'm going to go home and activate it, and I did. Um, and so I, I felt more prepared than normal, and I went to other sources even for one of the most important Bible passages. Again, I'm not an expert. I, I have not been great at this. And so the, those main points about the tree, the knowledge of good and evil, and wanting to be like God, and those three definitions of God, those were insights I gleaned from others and then applied to our church hmm. with great joy. I loved teaching that, and it yep. felt robust. It felt very meaty, like the, this can stick to all of our bones for a long time. Um, so what I'd like to do— Number one, I got an overwhelming number of emails and texts by response hmm. and some cards already in the mail, too. I don't know how they got here. <laughs> and uh, it's overwhelming. I, you guys will enjoy – some of them are humorous. Some of them are things people immediately changed. 
So I want to encourage and inform everyone by just a bunch of Lake Forest responses. And that'll just be kind of fun. I'll shotgun those. I'm not going to use any names because I did not ask anyone's permission to share. Um, uh, but uh, first, I thought, um, are you interested, Harrison, in knowing um, some of the changes that I made or have I already talked enough about myself? No, no, please, please share a little bit because I, I am very curious. Well, you know, um, I told you a little bit, just just a little, little bit about this. But last week um, on the podcast, Andrew and I sat down and he actually talked a little bit about how he um, just as a person sitting in the seats, um, what, what he kind of approaches a sermon, how, how does he approach a sermon going like, okay, I want to hear this, but not only do I want to hear it, I want to turn this into something that I can try to apply to my life. So I'm, I'm very curious to hear even you, Mike, as the one teaching a sermon, you know, how, how you're approaching and saying like, yeah, I'm going to try this on for myself. That's cool. Yeah. Um, that's really cool. And uh, I will tell you, it wasn't until Saturday night, pretty late, when I really wrote in the part about, um, hey, I'm, I sound like a hater here, <laughs> but I'm an addict at my first digital aholics meeting saying I need help. Yep. I'm Mike Moses. <laughs> I'm a digital aholic. <laughs> I didn't write that till Saturday night. And part of it was envisioning me delivering the sermon. And, and and giving any – even if I wasn't trying to, if there was any sense that, oh, man, he's got it together on this. I'm glad he's teaching me. That if there was any hint, even if I didn't mean it, my wife Angie has so much integrity. She would have stood up in the middle where she was sitting in the first service and called me a liar yep. in front of everybody. So I'll swear to you. She <laughs> and what's cool is – my wife, Angie, and my two boys, Dylan and Austin, they could have preached that same sermon from strength wow. and said, do as I do. Like I admire my sons in their 20s and their relationship with their phones and, and uh, all things digital. Angie as well. Um, uh, That's awesome. So anyway, that was one reason I approached it the way I did. So I went home and took a nap and went and practiced some golf and, and got all that, got the preaching stuff off of me. Um, and then I got my sweat off of me when I got home and I just started activating. I took all the news apps off of my phone. The, 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 the one of the omnis that I most want to be like God is the omniscient. Yep. And it makes a little sense in, in a good way. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a knowledge guy. I'm supposed to deliver knowledge to people about the Bible, about the hu- human nature and how those two things go together and the good life out of the Bible. So it's good. I want to know every, you know, I want to know yeah. everything going on in our city. But but the omniscient temptation to be like God, all knowing, is the on news and sports and everything else all the time. So mm-hmm. I moved all those. I took them all off of my phone, which felt weird as heck. Yeah. <laughs> and and I re-signed into the two newspapers that we subscribe to, and that I try to read daily on my laptop hmm. only. That's the only place they live now. Yep. And today is Thursday. I've read about a third of a newspaper of one of them the whole week. Hmm. But number one, I'm not going to pull out. Uh, it would be a huge home home bedroom foul. Let me pull out my laptop <laughs> yeah. late at night when we're winding down. Yeah. Whereas <sighs> normally I'm just on my phone. Angie doesn't know if I'm reading a book or, you know, reading the Bible. 
and what I'm doing is jonesing on news, including sports and uh, just stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's felt weird, but but taking those apps off my phone has meant so first thing Monday morning, I got up, I had my prayer time first. Uh, I, I'm reasserting that habit. I've been decent at that most of my these last number of years, but mm-hmm. not perfect. But I've had my prayer time first. And then Monday morning, I was like, well, dude, I've got some more time to drink my coffee. What am I going to do? And I pulled out beside me a book beside our couch that's on the Enneagram and how couples fit together in relationship. And I reread the chapter on Angie's number, Hmm. which is a five, and mine, which is a seven. And I just entered the day equipped to interact better with my wife. Um, I restrained myself in a couple of meetings at work because of some things I remembered about myself and my tendencies. Hmm. Um, so I, I had a, a, a more flourishing day. Now, that's just one example. Yeah. And every night to be reading spiritual books, I've, I've gotten through more books this week than maybe in the last two or three months because I fritter away. All my extra time on apps. Yep. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's tr- it's so trifling. It is. Anyway, I did that. I sent my son phone to Grayscale, and we didn't have a lot of time to explain that. I didn't. But there's a ton of basically the tech companies design everything we visit on social media, news, anything, Candy Crush, whatever it is, to to um, give us a hit of dopamine in our brain. Which is the you know pleasure center, mm-hmm. but the same thing as as a hit of alcohol or drug or um, uh, jumping off a, a, a you know a cliff into a a, a lake, mm-hmm. and these companies have designed the dopamine from scrolling to be bigger than a teenager's dopamine hit when they complete their homework or when they have a quiet dinner with their family or whatever. And it's it's science, it's biology, and they're they're incredibly sophisticated at it. Mm-hmm. taking the putting phone to grayscale. I read a lot about this. It's like sticking it to the man. It's like being the hippie saying, "You don't control me, system. You can't. You know, I'm I'm not part of your system, man." Uh, there's an Andy Sandberg video that's hilarious from SNL from years ago. I'm not part of your system, man. Um, <laughs> So I feel like I'm sticking it to the system. Yeah. Uh, and I don't, I can't say that I've noticed anything different except that it's weird. And it's very difficult using my Google map, maps getting down here to South Lake Wiley this afternoon. Yeah. I can't tell when the traffic color changes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Uh, I'll put up with that. It's a small price to pay. So um, That's interesting. I, I did that. Another thing I did is I removed, I've had the Kindle app on my phone. I have an Android. Mm hmm. Um, so that I don't, I don't, I didn't want another device was how I said that. But what that meant was when I did read at night or on the beach or wherever, I'm still looking at my phone, Yep. which means an alert might come up. I might get twitchy and go, it's been five minutes. I wonder what happened in Ukraine. Yep. I wonder, I mean, I do that Harrison. That's me. Um, so I took that app off my phone and I'm, I've ordered a Lily, a paper white Kindle. Nice. So, so that when I read, I'm reading, I, I read fiction on Kindle and nonfiction. I get the book so I can write all in it yeah. and have it 
for future reference. Hmm. Um, That's uh, awesome. So those are the, I'm trying to think I'm going to get an alarm clock and a noisemaker because I use my phone for both. Yep. And that that means that it both, and my noisemaker app has been turning off in the middle of the night frequently. Hmm. That means then I turn over, I open my phone, which wasn't on grayscale and, and so on. So I'm going that this way I can put my phone on the other side of the room. I need to always be accessible for a phone call. So I figured out how to turn off everything from 9 p.m. to 7 a.m. except the phone. Mm-hmm. Because I need for people to get me. I need my mom to get me, my kids, yep. et cetera. Yep. That's just not realistic to not have a phone. Those are the main changes I make. Hmm. Do those sound small or big? Has a No, those are those are significant because you know that's that's some major life disruption stuff. There's one mic that I've been trying this week from your sermon that uh, has been really good for me on your ending points where you said uh, your third point said, parent your phone, put it to bed before you and make it sleep in. Um, that's been a really, I've been trying that this week. You know, the first couple days this week, Mike, I was uh, out on a little bit of vacation with family, went down, visited my grandma. We were riding around the lake and stuff. And I just, I made an intentional choice even for those two days also to be like, you know, like generally, um, nobody is going to probably need me too much other than the people that I'm here with right now. So I like, I didn't, I tried to intentionally not even really know where my phone was for almost that entire time we were on that trip. Wow. Like there was, we were just, does it work, Harrison? You look at your phone about as much as I do. I oh, think. yeah. I mean, I think um, I think it does work because we. what was really cool is like, you know, you get in a little bit of different routines sometimes and it helps, but we even took, we took some of this home over the past couple of days as well where rather than, you know, you get in these habits where, you know, we have we have three kids at home right, right now. We have one in college, but, you know, we, we sit down at the end of the day and – you know, sometimes we'll have something maybe on TV or a show that we'll, we would all like to watch together. But sometimes, you know, we'll end up in the same room together, but one person is playing Xbox and the other ones are just kind of scrolling their phones, just being in the same place together. And even when we got back the last uh, couple of days, we've tried to kind of intentionally put our devices down a little bit more. And like last night, uh, all of us, all, all of us in our house, at like eight o'clock at night, sat down and watched uh, a wonderful show on Netflix called "Is It Cake?" Where the bakers have to make items and trick you into thinking it's cake or not. It's super stupid, but like we were together and laughing and having fun, and none of us were sitting there scrolling through stuff. So we're we're trying to. I'm trying to be better about as weird as it sounds. I'm trying to be better about not knowing where my phone is sometimes in a good way, meaning it's not attached to me. It's not maybe directly in my pocket or sitting on the table right in front of me, but maybe it's up. I have an on ring and it's just upstairs somewhere and we're all downstairs hanging out, watching a show and we're not going to be together and on it. And sometimes even my 10 year old, if he sees us grabbing a phone, you know, he gets a little passive aggressive in his 10 year old way. Be like, Oh, I guess we're just doing our phones. <laughs> like he calls us oh, out. We're like, great. okay, all right. I hear you, dude. I didn't even realize I was doing it. We'll put it down, and I'm gonna try and figure out if that is a a boot or some cake. So good, Harrison. <laughs> so we're trying. We're trying. That, 
that's a theme that from parents who are on it and really seem to be on the forefront of doing this well and flourishing for them and their children seems to be a theme of they have pretty high boundaries, well-defined, luxuriant amounts of time when all the family's phones are in a drawer Yeah, <clears throat> mm-hmm. around the home. Well, hey, how about if I um, – so it, it was a fun sermon to preach. Uh, I had a lot of fun joking around, which is – you know, that's what I do. I just goof off and trip out on the Bible in front of people and with people. And sometimes it's hey, helpful. It works. It works. And you're, Mike, it's your formula and it, it is proven successful. So you know, keep it up. Maybe I'll teach a, a master's level class on that sometime. Yeah, Tripping you out should. on the Bible in front of other people. <laughs> you should. Um, in a way that edifies them. Okay, I'm just going to uh, talk about some of the responses I've received. And then again, next week we're going to get really intense uh, and have some fo- some guests with us about um, parenting practices Love for it. flourishing for your child and your family. Um, so the first email I received was from a ministry partner who said, this morning's message was both hilarious and appropriately pointed, ouch. Yep. I couldn't help but think of this new song from uh, some friends who've been – and played at a house show at our house here in Huntersville. The band is called the Arcadian Wild. Have you ever heard of them? Harrison? I actually have, just because I know this person you're talking about and okay. and have been privy to and their. Check this out. Yep. I've printed. He said I've printed the lyrics below in this song called "Dopamine" by the Arcadian Wild. I've printed the lyrics below. They managed to cleverly mix some biblical truth with a lot of device fueled dopamine. And he linked to the video to me. And listeners, we're going to outro the, the podcast today by playing the song by the Arcadian Wild. Here's a few of the lyrics. It's called Dopamine. Hit them with a little bit of dopamine to keep them looking. Every second, they'll be second-guessing. Trying to meet the expectation of the age of information, the simulation will be so convincing they'll forget forget that they're alive. Hmm. And then I don't know the tune to this. And then there seems to be this constant refrain they come back to. What have I missed since I last checked my phone? My God, that must have been 10 minutes ago. <laughs> That's like me. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Let's see, there's some other stuff, uh, et cetera. Wake up and break yourself out of here. Don't be one of the cold souls who disappears. Stop believing and telling the lie. Why don't you look your life in the eye? Hmm. Ooh, that's kind of what Sunday was, Harrison. It was. More than normal. I, and, and maybe it helped that I wasn't condemning because I was in no position to do so. I think um, I think so, Mike. But I think also the reason why this hits all of us is because I really think it's one of the very few things that we could realistically say every single person in yeah, our true. Lake Norman community has ha- has to engage and battle with how to do this well. So yeah. it's everybody. So that's what we were trying to do Sunday, and hopefully all of us are continuing now to be sober-minded about this. But that lyric, why don't you look your life in the eye, that's what I'm trying to do. Hmm. This is funny. Show a video of a corgi wearing a knitted sweater. (laughs) Then an advertisement for a pair of shoes that look much better than the 14 they already have, besides their vegan leather. They'll be so delighted they'll forget that they're alive. Hmm. And then, again, what have I missed since I last checked my phone? My God, that must have been 10 minutes ago. Hmm. All right. I'll save the rest of the lyrics, 
but we're going to play that song at the end of the podcast. Awesome. That was the first response I got. I'm going through emails first, and then I'll go back through some text. This was from another ministry partner saying, I love the sermon today, on point, convicting in places. Um, I couldn't help but think of the two pictures attached, um, and I'm not going to try to describe it. Uh-oh, it shows, it shows two great sports moments, Yeah, these two pictures. And, and I don't know if somebody has photoshopped this in, but it looks real. And each time it's like this iconic moment. You would know them if, if I described them. And there's some guy in the background with his face in his phone, <laughs> like missing, you yep, know, this, yep. this LeBron James game winner. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I think it's funny. Um, so kudos to you for sending me that picture. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, these photos remind me to live in the moment and not be living it through my phone. I want to share the approach we took with our kids and their phones. Um, in our minds, we like to pay for things that bring value to us. So when our son was 13, um, we needed him to be able to get in touch with us and vice versa through phone calls and text messages. But all this could be done with a flip phone. So that's what he got. Hmm. Uh, this this parent also said it was also good because a couple phones went through the wash. Oh, boy. <laughs> and, one, and a third one was in his phone when he jumped in the lake. <laughs> oh, that's, man. Hashtag parents of boys. Yep. <laughs> um, once he turned six, so from 13 to 16, he had a flip phone that could just text and call. That's awesome. That's outstanding. Yeah. Um, once he turned 16 and was driving, we, he needed to have maps. So we did upgrade to a smartphone that had some limitations. With our daughter, who's now 14 and a half, um, you know, she needed a flip phone. Uh, uh, et cetera, et cetera. I agree. It's tough for us parents to cave into social pressure in this area. Um, and he referred back to one of our earlier podcasts. I learned a lot. and felt better taking a stand listening last year to how your, our elder Chad Lacey addressed some of these issues. Hmm. With his kids. Yeah. Yep. I remember that episode. That was good. Hearing others do it right. Made it easier for us to make the decisions we knew were for the best, even if they were countercultural. Hmm. That's why we're going to do next week's episode. Hope you're having a great summer. I'm going to get off my phone now. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I'll go ahead and uh, we'll uh, we'll send you guys out with uh, this song. Oh, not yet. I've got oh, some more. Not yet. You have more. I thought you were. I thought you were ready to send me out, Mike. Sorry. No, dude. I got so many messages. Then keep them uh, coming. Keep them coming, I mean, I'm man. Not gonna, I'm not going to do all of them. Let okay. Let me find a couple more. Okay. Do a couple uh-huh. more. I wasn't trying to rush you. I I I misread I misread your signal, Mike. That never happens. But you're not you're not in the room with me, so I can't pick up your little your little cues you send me where you like. Do giant exaggerated axe motions across your neck when you're like, Harrison, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, here's from a teacher at Hopewell who's one of our dear ministry partners. Awesome. Giving giving his second career to teaching teens, which is just awesome. I love it when I see him there. He said, "Uh, Mike, I was in Virginia with our family this past weekend, but somebody told me to listen to your sermon, which I did last night. Um, getting social media out of high schools has become a personal passion for me. Hmm. I have a favor to ask, and I'm going to extend this favor to everybody on this podcast, okay? I have a favor to ask. We will be implementing a new protocol at Hopewell High School next week, first week of school, to eliminate the use of smartphones in the classroom. Students will be required to place their phones in a bin before entering the classroom at the beginning of each uh, block or class session. Wow. Wow. I know mm. students 
I know this, this is still him. I know this will cause extreme anxiety in many students as well as some teachers. I would appreciate it if you, the staff, and the elders would pray specifically for Hopewell students next week, as well as the teachers and administrators who will be implementing this new protocol. And I, I've, we, he and I have had a follow-up, and the teachers received it well, mm. this new protocol, and they have now informed students and parents. But, oh, oh, Lord Jesus, I pray for those teachers having to implement this and yep. take up phones to start each. Yeah. But wow, what courage Hopewell High School leadership has. Man, that's awesome. Yeah, they're they're that that's going to be a uh, um with anything like this, especially in our unhealthy estates, these things can become a full-on addiction and when you try and disrupt somebody's addiction, man, you're going to have some battles. So we yeah. will definitely like actually seriously keep uh our our dear friends uh at Hopewell who are teachers yeah. and administrators there in our prayers as they try to make a healthier situation for kids at school. That's awesome. Okay. Here's another email I got from a ministry partner. He's a remix leader also. And mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, he's a deadhead from way back. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, he said, uh, great sermon per usual. Of course, a friend sent me this picture yesterday. Seems timely. And it's a meme and it's titled what archeologists will find 5,000 years from now. And it's a skeleton. It's like a, a human skeleton. Mm-hmm. It would viewed sideways, you know, like when you see they brushed away the dirt around a skeleton yep. in a dig mm-hmm. and you see the skull sideways and there's an air pod in their ear. <laughs> and then you see their, their arm bones up to their hand hold, with a cell phone in it and a wire attached and the mouth is screaming. <laughs> so whatever that means. Yeah. Um, but, but that's what they'll say of 20th, 21st century humanity. <laughs> Um, probably right. Yeah, probably right. Um, let's see. Let me find one or two more here because um, they're just – let's see. Okay, I'll, I'll get off of the email ones. Let me find a couple of the text ones here. Um, let's I, see. I definitely I definitely noticed, Mike, while you're looking for those, there was like a – there was like a, a, a mildly uncomfortable tension that resulted in like – a lot of people having the release of laughter in the sermon on Sunday. <laughs> like there came some moments where uh, it was just like you had to let a little air out of the balloon. Cause it was like, people are like, okay, man, he's coming right, right at me here. <laughs> so well, the, I have to say that uh, again, I, I amalgamated a lot of other people's helpful mm-hmm. information and, and the, the attachment to the, the biblical topic in Genesis two and three and having people uncover their iPhone and what's the picture on the back? Yep. You biting the forbidden fruit. That was not original to me, but I enjoyed the heck out of that. That was great. Um, okay, here's a text that I got at 11.48. Oh, my gosh, we weren't even out of church. No, no. Yeah. Um, awesome. I really had a big experience in this area. Great topic. You can't feel the, help but feel AI and the evil one has it just where it wants us. With tech, uh, man, no true words ever spoken. Great job, brother. That was kind of cool. Hmm. Um, let's see. Yeah, some fun stuff, but between our staff, I won't quote. quote. Okay, here's from one of our elders. Okay, listen, Lake Forest. Do you ever wonder if your elders just like know how to talk the talk and they don't walk the walk? Well, this is an elder 
Here's a text I got for at 12.38 p.m. After that worship service, Harrison, I can hear you typing, and all of us can. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> um, Pulling up your uh, uh, notes. You're multitasking. <laughs> go, go ahead, um, Mike. Okay. Uh, it was one of our elders who said, this is Sunday at 12.38 p.m. Yep. Mike, your sermon today was convicting. I've been wrestling with this issue myself recently. I am literally texting you from the line at Target mm. where I purchased an old-fashioned alarm clock. So I'm no longer tempted to pick up the thief. That That's what this elder called their phone. Yep. I'm no longer tempted to pick up the thief until after my quiet time. That will be at least one step in my personal recovery program. That's awesome. That is Going awesome. Going to Target awesome. on your way home from church to apply the sermon? That's a mm. that just that just makes me happy. That's um, awesome, man. I need I, I would I need to do that one. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say I'm gonna I'm gonna take a plunge okay. on that one too. So you can, ask well, me next week in the podcast. I'm gonna no, go to no, Target. Somebody too. ask Emily. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Ask her. And here's one from from a ministry partner who reg- texts me often some things. Um, is a remix leader and, and a friend and. Said, uh, uh, what a beautiful service. I confess to taking that bite and repent with you. Hmm. I commit to a very sober effort to challenge my own heart and make the adjustments necessary and to answer our Father's call to live with the beautiful, safe boundaries that undoubtedly lead to flourishing. Wow. It cools down a bit. Let's get some time together, um, et cetera, et cetera, hmm. et cetera, you know, and thanking me for being humble and stuff like that. Um, wow. so, uh, let's see, let's see another one. Oh, <laughs> this one is funny. This is from somebody who was in our original core group of 42 people 25 years ago. Hmm. And it's a, it's a meme and you'll just have to envision it in your mind's eye, everybody. And the top, it says the Eagles had it right. The Eagles as in the seventies band. Yep. And then there's a picture of a whole bunch of 20-somethings at a table out at a bar, and they're all looking at their phone, not talking to each other. And then underneath it says, we're all just prisoners here of our own device. Mm. We're all just prisoners of our own device. Are you old enough to know what song lyric that alludes to? Is that is that Hotel California? Hotel California. <laughs> I'm so glad I got that right. I would have been very sad. That's so awesome. And then the message here, Mike, uh, thank you for your honesty. I found myself in the same boat. Saw this picture many months ago, and today's sermon reminded me of it. That's fun. Hmm. Uh, Let's see. Just just, uh, a couple more. My community group had some stuff going around about it, about the sermon. Yep. Uh, One couple said, hey, we watched the sermon from our mountain cabin, and we immediately put our phones on grayscale. Hmm. Wow. And then they went out to play pickleball. That's awesome. <laughs> at, uh, at Beach Mountain. Um, then another one of our community group members sent us all a link. Do you remember? Did you see the movie um, Social Dilemma? I actually never did see that one. No, I know of it, but I didn't see I didn't it, watch it. It makes this point and it interviews a lot of those. I gave such a brief summary. Yeah. But it interviews a lot of those tech execs uh, about their own boundaries with their families um, and, and it, it expands on a lot of the social science that I did, hmm. the social dilemma, um, which, which was interesting. And you know what? I think that's probably enough for today, hmm. Harrison. Man, that's awesome. No, I, I just clearly you could tell 
in the room and, and obviously following up that this was something that struck a nerve. And I'm so glad when we were planning the series out, this, this felt like this was one, like a lot of these topics felt like, oh yeah, definitely we're going to, uh, let's talk about, you know, our relationships. Let's talk about stress and anxiety. Uh, and then someone's like, what if we do flourish in, in a digital age? And it felt like it was kind of later in there. And once whoever said it, said it, everyone was like, oh, that has got to absolutely has to be in there. And for, yeah. for good reason, clearly, because this is a, a part of all of our lives now that we can't really can't all the way avoid. So you got to figure out how to, how to live in it. Well, so. And I, I thought it was important to the, the grace part of the sermon. I want to reiterate, which was, Hey, this is something new in human history Mm -hmm. in human culture. Yep. And, and let's not shame ourselves or shame other people. uh, if, If they were slower to figure out the dangers here and the pitfalls than, than we were. Um, and they'll certainly not shame ourselves. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, now we know. In fact, the morning after the sermon, on Monday morning, um, the, uh, the little bit of news that I did see later in the day, like a headline was this study was published uh, that, that some Japanese institute did of 7,000 young Japanese families. Hmm. You heard about this? No, Harrison? I have not. No. Well, then you're not addicted to the news like me. <laughs> 7,000 Japanese families, and they studied the effect of, of, of one to four hours of screen time in one-year-olds. And one-year-olds who had more than one hour of screen time uh, on a certain number of days a week their likelihood of delayed development starting at the age of two Hmm. and multiple aspects of human flourishing, such as fine motor skill development, social development, cognitive development, and several others were, they were three quarters more likely to be delayed than one year olds with, with less than or no less than an hour or no screen. Uh, exposure uh, daily or four or five days a week. Wow. And they followed them for a number of years. Like this has been around enough that that wasn't, they didn't just do that study in a year. It was multiple years. They could follow those families. Yeah. That is just mind blowing. It's not shocking out of what we know has happened to teenagers um, who were the, the, the guinea pig population, unfortunately, Mm. this generation. Yep. Um, and many of them will pay the price the rest of their lives and have consequences from unwariness of the adults around them uh, regarding the the deleterious effects of too much screen time. So hmm. um, that was sobering to me and a reminder of, my gosh, this is timely. And we should, Harrison, we need to return to this not like just five years from now oh. as a whole church, this topic. Someone remind us if we don't talk about it soon, because <laughs> we want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, thanks for this podcast. We just yeah. so appreciate those of you who spend this extra time with us. Um, uh, and next week in the podcast, we're going to actually involve some expertise of parents who have their head in the Bible, in the game, yep. in the game of life with their kids, and they're learning from the best people. And we're going to hear some best practices. 
Wonderful. Can't wait for that. Uh, we'll join you guys next week with that as we continue on this very, very important topic. And for now, Mike, can I, uh, can I officially announce the song after I screwed it up earlier? <laughs> yes, you can. Okay. <laughs> this is, to conclude our podcast, the song Dopamine by the Arcadian Wild. Hit them with a little bit of dopamine I keep them looking every second They'll be second guessing Trying to meet the expectation Of the age of information The simulation will be so convincing They'll forget that they're alive Who disappear? Stop believing and telling the lie. Why you look your life in the eye? Wake up and break yourself out of here. Don't be one of the cold souls who disappear. Stop believing and telling the lie. Why you look your life in the eye?